And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend and a fantastic Father's Day. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my friend Joe Chalfant, uh, president of Lone Conservative and all-around good dude. Um, I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, we talked about uh, the possibility of Catholic bishops refusing communion to Joe Biden. Uh, we talked about uh, Juneteenth uh, becoming a, a national holiday. Uh, we talked about um, the vote to confirm uh, Biden's ATF pick, David Chipman, and, and how awful uh, this guy truly is. Um, a, a lot for a lot to break down today. I think you guys will enjoy it. Before we get to Joe, I want to say hi to our sponsors over at Bulk Munitions. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we all know, and we'll get to this later in the podcast, that Joe Biden wants to take your guns, that the ATF wants to take your guns. Uh, definitely buy uh, as many firearms as you can afford and then stock up on ammo, which is hard to do because you know the shelves at your local gun shop are probably empty, and that's why my friends over at Bulk Munitions come in. They have whatever you need uh, ready, ready to ship fast, whether you're looking for 9mm, 223-556, or anything else you need. They've got it. All orders ship within two business days. No more waiting around. And these guys are fantastic. Fantastic. That's why I love working with them. Um, they want their, their work to serve a higher purpose. That's why they donate a minimum of 10% of their profits to Christian-based and Second Amendment-supporting charities. They call it the Ammo Tithe. And if all that isn't great enough, they're giving this audience a limited-time offer. The first 25 of you guys uh, to use the promo code TNGP21 at checkout will get an absolutely free Blackhawk magazine case, either a soft-sided case for pistol mags or a hard-sided case for AR-15 mags. You get that uh, for free using the promo code TNGP21 at checkout on all orders over 100 bucks. Uh, you really can't beat that. Um, you can see the special offer right now at bulkmunitions.com slash TNGP. That is bulkmunitions.com slash TNGP. Use that promo code TNGP21. And guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Joe Chalfant. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Joe Chalfant. Joe, how you been, man? I'm well. How are you? I'm good, dude. I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm going up to the cabin in northern Michigan after the podcast on Wednesday to do some fishing for a few days, so I just got to make it through the next three days, and I am, uh, I'm home free. Well, I, I wish I could say the same, but uh, I'm stuck doing work, so. Ah, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. So, as always, man, we have a ton to get to today. Um, let's just start off with, with what everybody was talking about over the weekend, man. Um, I mean, th- this kind of stuff pops up every month <laughs> or so, <laughs> at least every year. But the Democrats, they, they believe that the 2,000-year-old Catholic Church um, should change their doctrine for Joe Biden, which is hilarious to me. They're, they're very upset that uh, a number of Catholic bishops are considering um, refusing communion for, for Biden and other politicians uh, that have you know, extremist you know, pro-abortion uh, beliefs and policies. Um, and th- just the headlines from the press, uh, the New York Times and the rest of the corporate press, are legitimately hilarious. I mean, like, imagine being so far in the cult of the Democratic Party that you think that you think the church should should change, that the Catholic Church should change for Joe Biden, or that the Bible should should change for Joe Biden. It's it's pretty sick, man. 
yeah. Well, uh, first things first, I think that I should you know, clear the air on what is actually happening. Uh, so the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops didn't vote for to refuse communion to pro-choice Democrats. That's not what actually happened. They voted to write a statement about their policy on pro-choice politicians. Uh, so already there's a lot of misinformation going on about what's actually happening. Uh, th- that's you know standard protocol with with media and religious topics, of course, all the time. So it's to be expected. Um, and I actually think that, that Joe Biden actually made the right call whenever he got asked about it in a press conference. Uh, you know, he they, they asked about his thoughts on it, and he said it was a, a private matter, which it really is. It's going to be a discussion between him and his bishop. There's the, the media, the popularity behind it won't play into this at all. What other bishops have to say about it won't play into it, really. It'll be a conversation between you know those two and God, and then they'll all come to a decision on, on the best course of action. So, yeah, the, the misinformation is very confusing for a lot of people who don't really understand the, the protocol of the Catholic Church. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's just standard procedure for the press anyway. Um, report first, learn the facts later. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, but it's just emblematic of our culture. And I, I don't mean the what's going on between Joe Biden and, and the bishops and, or anything like that. I just mean the reaction from the mm-hmm. press and just from voters, from, from Democrats all over the place. It's just emblematic of our culture. You know, a, oh, a bunch of people God, yeah. who are offended by the Bible, right? <laughs> they think because their their sensibilities are, are offended that the Bible should change or that the Catholic Church should change or that the world should change around how they want the world to be. I mean, it's just like that, just the arrogance of our generation, the arrogance of our time. Oh, exactly. Uh, you know, part of that is the progressives and people in the media, and those are one and the same now, uh, view everything through a political lens. So, they don't see the the Catholic Church as a religious institution. They see it as a political institution. Right. So, if the the Church maintains a position on the immorality of abortion, uh, they don't see that as a religious conviction. They see it as being, uh, you know, politically conservative. And that's why you're seeing a lot of people on you know, Twitter or a lot of people in the comments of, of articles saying, well, if the, the church is going to inject itself into politics, why aren't they being taxed? Uh, they also repeat this narrative about the separation of church and state, which nobody actually understands. Right, right, right. So, yeah, that's also sort of standard procedure with uh, these sorts of things. But uh, there's a huge misunderstanding between what's actually happening, what the Catholic Church is, what his position has been for 2,000 years, as, as you noted, so had this same stance since its inception. Uh, and there's all of a sudden this, this idea that, oh, well, things need to change because somebody's in office or uh, they don't like what's happening or, quote unquote, the, the church is injecting itself into politics, which none of that is true. So I think that's no. something that has to be gotten out of the way you know, at, at the very beginning is that what you're hearing is just a, a bunch of a uh, bull cocky about what's going on. No, nobody understands it, but they want to try to quote unquote inform their people. But really, inform is you know gear them towards the progressive side. They don't want to, to give you the actual facts. They want to to arm you with you know progressive righteousness and uh, to try to 
push people against the church to create you know a large amount of public opinion against the the church so that they'll try to change their their stance right and it, it's funny when progressives do this and it's not just about abortion i think these things come up probably more often oh with gay marriage too yeah gay marriage but i think abortion is obviously the, the most heated topic mm-hmm. but you know when progressives find something in scripture that they don't like they they go back to like they, they think that they're the first people to ever think of that in the history of the world <laughs> you know what i mean like they're like they'll they'll say things like oh why does god let bad things happen to good people as if like every religious person from every faith for, since the dawn of man hasn't been struggling with that question for 5,000 years right like it's this is nothing new and like people thinking that the bible is offensive has has, has been been this has been going on since the time of jesus right and like i have to mm-hmm. get a little preachy and i apologize in advance this podcast is about politics and i have people from all different religious backgrounds listening to this show and and i don't get preachy too often but deal with it it's my show i can do whatever <laughs> <I want. laughs> like what watching you know both catholics and protestants bow down to the left's bullying um on a lot of these issues is disgusting man and and of course the gospel is offensive it's supposed to be offensive of course the gospel is hard. <laughs> okay. Like, of course the teachings of Jesus is hard. Always has been. And it's always going to be. When, when Jesus said, take up your cross and follow him, that, that wasn't going to be easy. That was always going to be extraordinarily difficult. And, you know, Christians have been, have been caving to the culture, to, to the, the world around them since the times of Jesus. Like, this is not new. It is, of course it's hard. People don't want to do the hard things. And, like, any time I hear these arguments— you know, I think of John chapter six. And I'm gonna read it. Deal with it, atheists. You're gonna <laughs> just deal with it. Like this has been happening for two thousand years. You know, and and I'll give a little background into John six. You know, a lot of um, Jesus's disciples were leaving. You know, they they said, you know, this is a hard teaching. Who can who can accept it? You know, they didn't want to do the things that that Christ was telling them to do. And this is from John chapter six, verses sixty six through sixty eight. Um, from this time, many of his disciples, the followers of Jesus, uh, turned back and no longer followed him. Uh, you do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. And it's like, yeah, to whom shall we go? <laughs> right? Like there's a lot of things, and I'll get off my soapbox in just a second, but there's a lot of things as a follower of Jesus that I want to do. Okay, because it's very hard. It's hard, and I really suck at it, man. I try my best, but I'm really bad at it. But where else am I gonna go? <laughs> it's not like it's not like we have a lot of options as Christians on, on how to obtain eternal life. Okay, to, Lord, to whom shall we go? That's that's what Peter said, and that, that's what I say. Well, I mean, that's exactly right, and I think that it's not just the you know, religion is hard or uncomfortable. It's the, it, it can, you know, be sort of a, a bastion for, for happiness as well. And the, you know, that, that's what a lot of people I think that don't understand religion don't get. They, they hear right. all this stuff. Oh, you have all these rules that you have to follow. I don't want to go follow those rules. Well, okay. The, I mean, the rules are, are part of what comes with it, but the, you know, sort of freedom and love that you feel Whenever you, you know, go to church and you worship is something that, that makes it all worth it. And, you know, the eternal life that you receive afterward, that's a pretty good deal, too. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know about you, but that, that one sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Amen, brother.
<laughs> Amen. So uh, Juneteenth is now a federal holiday. I think, uh, personally, I think this is fantastic. Uh, Juneteenth has been celebrated in Texas for decades now. I think going back to the, the 50s or 60s. Yeah, something like 40 years. So. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think it's great. Obviously, slavery is bad. Freedom is good. <laughs> so, I mean, like, you know, celebrating the, the, the freeing of the last slaves seems seems great. Uh, just side note, it seems like a Republican holiday to me. Um, why not celebrate the day the Republicans freed the last of the Democrats' slaves? <laughs> okay. Like, you know, I, I don't see any problem with it. What say you? Uh, you know, I, I, I agree. I don't really see uh, any sort of problem with it. One piece of criticism that I might have is uh, the name of the the federal holiday they came up with, which was uh, like National Independence Day, June nineteenth, uh, Juneteenth uh, National Independence Day. I would have thought the National Eman- Emancipation Day would be a better term to go with, just because it might confuse people with, okay, we have two Independence Days now. Right. Uh, I and that, that's my sort of criticism with the language of the uh, the bill that came out. But I have no problem with the holiday, and I think. A lot of the sort of rebuke of it has been a bit weird because they're saying, well, you're sort of acquiescing to the left. Uh, not really. I, if you're trying to take sort of the leftist propaganda, prop, you know, progressive propaganda from Twitter, you know, seriously about it, then OK. Uh, you know, I guess the, there's an argument that we had about what exactly is sort of that that stuff we're acquiescing to. But on its face, like what what the actual holiday is, no, I mean it's perfectly fine, and I think that it's something that should be celebrated. Uh, I think that a lot of conservatives are struggling because we have this sort of culture war mindset, which is good, but that doesn't mean that everything that happens is inherently bad. Right, and like that's that's the thing, you know. I think the pushback from some conservatives is just that you know the Democrats are trying to use this for nefarious purposes to try to divide the country. Which some but, are, I'm sure. Of course they are, but the Democrats are always going to try to do that. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're always going to try to divide us. That's all they know how to do. I mean, that's their default setting, right? Like their goal is the destruction of our society. So like mm-hmm. even the 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 good things they do, a lot of them are gonna try to use them for evil. They're gonna try to use them for their ulterior motives. Like you know, Twitter, they made the Juneteenth emoji like the gay pride colors with like the communist fist symbol mm-hmm. and stuff. And like, and like you said, the the language that I mean that was bait too. The language, the National mm-hmm. Independence Day, like that's just bait. They're trying to get conservatives to react. And and I mean they're they're saying it. A lot of leftists in media and in government are saying a lot of things like, "Oh, Juneteenth should replace the Fourth of July." Mm-hmm. Like, here's the thing, that's bait. That that's just bait. <laughs> I mean, take it from a fisherman. I know bait when I see it. <laughs> like that is bait. Like they and a lot of conservatives, they they take the bait every time. Like the Can- Candace Owens and Michael Knowles. And I saw a lot of these guys. Nothing against them, but I mean, I saw a lot of these guys. They're you know, coming out hard against this on on Twitter and stuff. And it's like, guys, I just want to. It's like, no, no, they want you to say this. They want you to react like this. They baited you into it, and they, they take the bait every time. Like, it's like, yes, of course some leftists are going to have, they're going to try to use this to divide. They have their own motives and stuff like that. Who cares? Just ignore them. Don't take the bait. Well, yeah, I mean, you're right about it being bait, because the moment that, you know, someone like Michael goes and says something on Twitter, they're going to go use that as ammunition to say that he's a racist, 100%. because he uh, disagrees with the sort of promotion of the, the holiday, which, I mean, the the promotion is pretty disgusting, the way that they've, you know, sort of co-opted this holiday to turn it into a Marxist or, you know, black nationalist, because that's sort of been one of the BLM symbols, too. Uh, 
sort of idea whenever that's not what it is. Uh, you know, if you go look at any of the photos from it being celebrated in Texas, everybody's waving American flags. Everybody's celebrating the United States. They're celebrating the Union. They're not celebrating this idea that America is some sort of disgusting and immoral country. So uh, right. it's pretty ridiculous, the the sort of spin the, the left and their corporate and media allies are, are putting out to this. But what else can you expect? That's always going to happen. Right. I just don't want conservatives to fall into the orange man bad trap that we saw oh, from the yeah. left, you know, just opposing, blindly opposing anything <laughs> the Democrats do, you know, because, you know, old man bad in this case, not, not oh, orange man. You, but, you heard it with the, like, you know, sort of like the Fourth of July speech where uh, the salute to freedom that Trump did at the National Mall, anything that he celebrated, America right. was bad, right? Because Trump yeah. was bad. But yeah. any celebration of you know American history, uh, well, we're up in arms and angry about it because Donald Trump was the one to say it. If Joe Biden got up there to give that speech, they would all applaud it. They would love it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that that's the sort of thing that, that's happening in our, in our politics where anything that the other side does is inherently evil and that we should – immediately stand opposed to it without ever thinking about what any of this stuff actually means. Right. And I'm just calling on our side. I'm calling on the conservatives mm-hmm. and libertarians just to be better than that. Be smarter than that. Don't take the bait. Like, don't don't react. They want you to react. Like, just don't. Just don't. Freedom is good. Celebrating freedom is good. It, and look, why, why would any conservative complain about sending the government home another day out of the year? I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, my yeah. goodness. I, I mean, you know, I'm a libertarian. I, I, I'd be fine with 365 uh, federal <laughs> holidays a year. Uh, maybe let them come to work every uh, every leap year on February 29th, something like that. One day every four years. Hey, look, I mean, these government agents, they can't do any damage from the couch. So send them home. Uh, maybe, maybe we can come up with a few more federal holidays. Um, one, one more thing before I let you go, man. Um, I believe the vote... Uh, at least in committee to 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 confirm Biden's pick to run the ATF, David Chipman, is this week. Um, it's postponed from I think it was like supposed to be a couple weeks ago. I think they're a little nervous that they're not going to get their guy through. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 say you know whether or not you think he's going to get confirmed or not. But tell us why David Chipman is the absolute worst. Uh, well, I don't know if we have enough time to to really get into just, the, the just bullet, how the bad points. Yeah. Dave Chipman is because there's such a long list. Uh, but the, the really the, the biggest thing is that he's been the sort of face of the anti-gun lobby for years. I think going on decades at this point. And, uh, you know, he's a former ATF guy who was at Waco. And then he went on to uh, sort of the, the actual gun lobby, anti-gun lobby uh, with, you know, Giffords and then uh, Mayors Against Guns is I think the, the organization he also worked for. And he is not a friend of any sort of gun owner. During uh, the hearing, uh, his, his original hearing, there was a lot of talk about, okay, uh, you know, what constitutes an assault weapon? And uh, he wouldn't really answer the question saying, oh, you know, we don't have enough time to, to really get into that. But whenever he was finally hammered on it and he, enough to where he actually had to answer the question, uh, he said basically any self-loading rifle above a 22 long rifle caliber is a an automatic or a, an assault weapon, which I'm sorry to inform uh Anybody who's not aware of, of the gun industry, but that pretty much describes any self-loading rifle there is. You know, you could have 
a ton of different military surplus guns. The uh, M1 carbine, for example, has a detachable magazine. It's a 30 caliber. That would be illegal. That was one of the one, uh, guns that defeated fascism, that overthrew the Nazis, and you would not be allowed to own it. I think that's just absolutely ridiculous that that is, is a gun that you would not be allowed to own under, let's face it, that's sort of a fascist policy that you're not allowed to own this gun. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's going to be a hard fight to keep him from not getting confirmed. There's a couple of people who I think might waver and not vote for him. Uh, Joe Manchin and John Tester, I don't think uh, would vote for him if they have enough pressure put on them. But at the end of the day, it does not matter whether or not David Chipman sits behind the desk or not, because the Biden administration is coming for your guns. They're yep. trying to put 40 million people behind bars or force them to turn over their, you know, their pistol braces. Uh, the I, I'm sure you've seen the list for what would classify as a, uh, a short barreled rifle uh, that the ATF released that they're asking for, for questioning on uh, in regards to stabilizing braces. Have you seen that? No, I haven't actually. So it's a document that basically states that if you have sort of any device attached to your uh, AR pistol, your AK pistol, that would make it easy for you to shoulder the weapon, that becomes uh, a short-barreled rifle. You're allowed four points uh, through the system, and that's one of them. If you have something that is designed for you to be able to shoulder it, uh, then that automatically becomes a, a short-barreled rifle. If you have something that you can shoulder something, then you get something like two points. But if you have that as well as an optic on it, then it becomes a short-barreled rifle again. So there's pretty much no gun in existence that will fit this criteria. Uh, and I applaud the the gun industry. I'm sure that they'll find a way around it if this gets you know pushed through. But I would just caution people with uh, how they sort of approach the this administration. I hear a lot of people complain that Republicans are just as bad as guns um, that, as Democrats. And it's just just not true. Yeah, there are a couple things. The the bump stock ban was bad. Oh, yeah, uh, that, that's, yeah that's blatantly, a, blatantly unconstitutional. Yeah, of course. And, and it got fought and overturned. So, yep. you know, there, there are occasional things that Republicans do that aren't in the industry, uh, best interests of, of gun owners. But the, the Democrats just have approached this on a whole different level. Uh, they are not interested at all in protecting your gun right. In fact, they want to make it as hard for you to practice your rights as possible. So, Yeah, and with David Chipman, like, like you said, I mean, look, I, I'm, personally, I believe the ATF is a, is a dangerous uh, domestic <laughs> terrorist organization. It doesn't really matter as long as the ATF is allowed to, to exist. Um, it doesn't really matter who leads it because it's just a—the organization itself is pure, unadulterated evil. But David Chipman, th this pick by, by Joe Biden is really just thumbing their nose at us mm -hmm. and gun owners. I mean, this guy took part in the, the Waco killings. I mean, he was there. Like, he took a selfie in front of the smoldering ashes of— dead women and children <laughs> okay mm -hmm. i mean this guy like a truly truly <laughs> awful awful person um who was proud as his work of his work in the atf at waco so it's i mean they're it's like they're they're mocking us with with this pick they're thumbing their nose at us well i mean that's exactly right i think that they've always sort of done that with 
how brazenly they think that they can ignore the Constitution. Yeah. Uh, and they sort of have a, okay, well, we'll leave it up to the courts to decide whatever we can do. Um, I think that they're always going to have that sort of approach to to gun rights that, you know, they we don't really care about how this impacts your, your everyday person. I, I get that you spent $1,000 on this gun, but I, I don't care because I don't want you to have it. Uh, and David Chipman is really sort of the embodiment of that, where he's like going to just pursue taking your gun as blatantly and aggressively as possible. And uh, he's going to, to do it. A lot of people say, oh, you're, you're being hyperbolic. No, this guy is the real deal with that sort of approach. Yeah. I mean, he straight up said that he wants to ban the AR-15. Uh, no sort of, you know, 10 round magazine limit. No sort of, oh, well, you can have a, a break action uh, AR like you can in California. No, none of that. He's coming for all of it. Yeah. California, be damned, even the stuff that they have is too much for him. So, I mean, look, we all you... just heard, we're all just heard Joe's dog in the background. David Chipman <laughs> absolutely would murder Joe's dog. Well, oh, 100%. If, if, if given the chance, 100%. So, and, and he's still going. So, that's how amped up he is. Notice how we, whenever we started talking about the ATF, he, he, he started getting amped up. Crazy. So, he just yeah. sensed danger, man. His body <laughs> sense, he's like, oh no. They're coming for me. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, th- there's some sort of truth to the meme, too. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if uh, if the ATF came knocking on my door. They wouldn't be too big fan of, of my kill, dogs. They uh, kill a lot of dogs. A lot yeah. of dogs, the ATF. They, they're not fans. A lot fans. of kids, too. A lot of kids, a lot of dogs. They don't like the kids, don't like the women, don't like the dogs. Uh, man. Awful, awful people over <laughs> working for the United States federal government these days. Joe, my friend, uh, this is a lot of fun. Let's do it again soon. Where can everybody follow you online, keep in touch, and check out uh, Lone Conservative? Well, if you want to go uh, follow Lone Conservative on Twitter, it's at LOConservative, or you can go to LoneConservative.com and keep up with what all the, the students are writing about these days. Uh, you can follow me at Joe Chalfont on Twitter. And uh, for Lone Conservative on Instagram, I believe is at Lone Conservative. And uh, we've got a lot of great memes over there. So if you want to go check out memes, that's definitely the place to do it. Absolutely. Everybody check out Lone Conservative. Everybody follow Joe. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks.